What's going on, everybody? We got NBA playoffs going on. There's a lot of good series and one not-so-good series, and a lot of people that might be sitting might not. We'll find out. Let's get right into it. What is going on, spectators? Welcome back to another episode. Today, I am joined with Brooklyn, as always, and we have two special guests, Nico and Darnell. What's going on, boys? How are we doing today? We got four of us in the building. Let's good, go. good. Ready to get it popping. Let's go. Ready to get it popping. So today, we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs. I know MLB is going on. We got three Yankee fans in the building. First place Yankees, mind you. Let's just leave it at that. Sorry about that, big fella, Nico. But uh, yeah, whatever. Being first. Uh, <laughs> so it's the NBA playoffs. This is one of the best times of the year, right? Because the playoffs are usually a great time, and it usually takes until the second round to get it really uh, fun. Because usually these first round matchups aren't particularly exciting. But we do have some good series that have kind of snuck up on us. Uh, and I kind of want to talk about those first before we talk about some of the not-so-close series. And uh, let's just get right into the one that's the most recent in our memory, the game from last night. Pelicans-Phoenix, the number one overall seed Phoenix Suns. They lose Devin Booker. He's going to be out for two to two to four weeks, I think they said. So they're going to have to overcome that. They've missed him earlier in the year, so it's not something fully foreign to them. But after last night... And the Jose Alvarado show, the Pelicans are tied two to two with the Suns. And how how are we uh, how are we feeling about this series going into Game Five? That boy Brandon Ingram is solidifying his stardom in the NBA. Facts coming out and making a name for him going up against a top dog in the NBA on the Western Western Conference. Man, that boy Bi is a problem. And then shout out to the Pelicans for going to. Going and getting that boy Grand Theft Alvarado, the sloppiest, <laughs> greasiest player in the NBA, bro. Yeah, yeah. That boy comes Facts. out of nowhere, hits you with the RKO like Randy Orton. Yeah. Yeah. Like Facts, that, that boy yo. is a problem. Shout out New York, yeah, and a boy from Queens. Yeah. He and not only yeah. is he from Queens, but he's also a Puerto Rican. So he is literally just me living my NBA dream. <laughs> he is actually just me. So a big Facts. shout out to the the only Boricua in the NBA. And he's playing exactly, exactly <laughs> like a Puerto Rican would play in the NBA. It is so stereotypical. It hurts. Yeah. Uh, it's so <laughs> perfect. Though. It. It's perfect. I think. I think with this series, though, we see you know the big, the big shift in you know what our friend, friend of the podcast, Rojo, the artist, said. No bookie, no cookie. You know what I'm saying? We don't have no Devin Booker, and now we've seen a big, big jump. That honestly, you know, one to eight. You know, one seed playing an eight seed, you wouldn't have, honestly see a two-two going into Game Five. But uh, again, you lose your star player and Devin Booker, and now you have to have guys kind of step up. And like you guys said, bro, Brandon Ingram is turning into a superstar. Like he's he's kind of you know taking on this role. And again, they need to do this. They need to push right now. Devin Booker's hurt. This is their time to go and take it all. So again, they're they're gonna kind of you know keep their foot on their throats and kind of keep going. So. uh it's gonna be an interesting game. Game five will be be very good. I mean, I think whoever takes game whoever takes game five, in my opinion, I think is gonna take the series because you know that momentum is just gonna be really hard to beat, and I feel like it'll be a very big deteriorating thing. Like if Phoenix loses again, 
Yeah, it's going to be kind of tough. It's going to be real spicy if New Orleans wins this next game and goes up 3 2. Yeah, real spicy. The, the, the Pels, I mean, they're, they're doing their thing right now. And, and really, a, a guy who I'm not even going to bring up, Brandon Ingram. Let's talk about Jonas Valanciunas last yeah. night because this man, I, I'm not going to lie, he, you know, he did not have his best outing in game three. I think he shot maybe five shots, had six points. Um, and after the game last night, he was like, look, I, was, I wasn't happy about my performance. And what did he do? Comes out in game four, gives you a playoff career high, 26, with about 15 boards, and outplayed the number one overall pick in DeAndre Ayton. Like, let's, let's keep that in mind. Ayton is, is, is getting the work by this guy right now. And, yeah. if, you know, if Jonas can continue to play well, like you said, Nico, I mean, hey, you know, who, who knows what could happen? Because without Book, uh, Phoenix is on the ropes right now. I, I still have Phoenix winning this series in seven, um, but it's going to be a dogfight. It's going seven, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and game seven in Phoenix, uh, you know, anything can happen. I, I still like Phoenix to win that, but, you know, it, it's, it's definitely going to go, you know, this series is going long for sure. Yeah, and yeah. the crazy like part too. Uh, I'll be quick, Nico. Uh, just having right, a team right. like the Pelicans who have two bona fide scorers who just get a bucket. CJ, we've known, gets a bucket for a while. We've seen yeah. Brandon Ingram have flashes of it, right? But, like, in the series, he has just been a bucket, and he's, he's averaging 30. And so to have those two and then the rest of your roster just be scrappy and just, like, playing hard. It's like what we talked about, uh, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks, weeks ago. Playoff basketball is different. Defense in the playoffs is different. And so all of a sudden, the Pelicans, who are like a middling team defensively, all these guys are just stepping up intensity now because these are the games that matter. And all of a sudden, they're an elite defending team. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think one thing that we haven't really talked about, too, which really clicked very well for that Pelicans team last night was uh, the, the rebounds. 19 offensive boards. I mean, and you're getting a lot of those boards off of your bench, you know, Larry Nance, Trey Murphy with a few defensive and offensive boards. I mean, Larry Nance got four offensive boards. You're just getting a lot of second chance opportunities um, in playoff basketball, which you, you shouldn't be given no opportunity, right? Any opportunity is, you know, a mistake. So Valanchunas gave you 15 boards last night. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Huge. Five of which were offensive. You know, he's he's averaging six and a half offensive boards this series. 19 second chance opportunities in which I'm sure of which the Pelicans capitalized on. Like that's just, you know, a big, a big factor in it. And again, game five is going to be a big, big game for the, for both teams. In my opinion, if the Pelicans win game five, are we worried about the Suns? Like, actually worried. It's 2-2. Two yeah. two. I'm not worried Absolutely. yet. If they win game yeah. five, are we worried? To, to me, to me uh, the only reason I'm going to say I'm not worried is because during the regular season, uh, the Suns actually had to play without Book. And yeah. in those games, I want to say they went they went six and so about seven games, or no, eight games without Book. They went six and two, you know? So they've hey, proven one they, can right win, now, though. they can win games without him. And, you know, if I got to put my money on it, you know, I, I, I believe Monty Williams and Chris Paul are going to have those guys. Right, Look, the, the Suns are so deep. They're one of the deepest teams in the league. And, and they didn't win 60-plus games, you know, but just with D-Book and Chris Paul. They, he's a catalyst, no doubt, but that team is deep. 
And, um, and you know, I think they'll be able to pull this. If they win game, look, as long as they can send it back to Phoenix for a game seven fine. on yeah. their floor, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they, they, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I, I think Phoenix still pulls this series out. Yeah, it wouldn't be no surprise if they did. But Game Six is going to be a dog fight going back to New Orleans. That going it's not going to be right. Game Six is going to yeah. be a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, because to me, like, even I got, that they end up winning this next game, <laughs> right? So like, I got, I got Phoenix winning five, Game Five, right? Yeah. That'll be in, that'll be in Phoenix. Yep. And then, like I said, I, I think the Pels go home, win Game Six. And then that and then it sets you up for that that game seven in Phoenix. Chris Paul, ball in his hands. You know what I'm saying for all the marbles. I, I'm I'm gonna take. I'm I'm rolling with the Hall of Famer. I'm rolling with CP3. As you should. As you should. And, and one one dude that surprised me uh, this series outside of uh, the obvious ones with um, Ingram McCollum and uh, Valentinus, Larry Nance Jr. showed up game one 14, game two 13, and then a, a solid six. Uh, coming out in uh, game four, not the best in game three. But having that extra little piece on the team, giving you that extra firepower, that, that's going to go a long way for this Pelican team because they need every little bit they of need, it. They need everything. If they, if they even want a chance. They need everything they can get. When, when, when you don't have your superstar and Zion out there, yeah. um, and, and you, know, you're, you're, you know, you got your second option, B.I., right, uh, you know, who's, who's now put into the, the number one role, that that kind of you know it, it puts an onus on the rest of the roster and, and guys are like okay, you know we really got to step up right because Bi is doing this thing, you know those other dudes kind of get a little bit of confidence in them you know uh, to be able to do that. Yeah, Lance has been playing well, like you said, you know uh, Grand Theft Alvarado, you know what I'm saying he he's given he given that team life. Like I yeah. was watching that I was watching that game, my man is screaming at the crowd. Did you guys see the, boys the cheers that they were doing he, for him? Bro, he listen, he is one of those guys that ain't afraid of the moment. Right? Yeah. It's it's Chris Paul don't matter. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Like he he's looking, he don't care that he's a rookie. He's out there just balling. You see what I'm saying? And because of it, he's instilled a he, literally this rookie has instilled a certain kind of confidence in the Pelicans where they feel like Bro, they ain't got nothing to lose. What yeah. they're an eighth seed. They're if anything, the Pelicans are playing with house money. They're playing with house money because they there's no expectations for them. Nobody's expecting the Pelicans to win this series. So yeah. they're going out, they going out there fighting, doing what they can. And it's it's fun to watch. It's been a fun series. The the cool thing with Alvarado, obviously not to the same scale, but he's having his own own like Lynn Sanity type of run. Yeah. Where he he's just making a name for himself around the league. There was times where we would have conversations. I remember Jew. You didn't even know who he was. You were like, "Who is this dude?" I learned. And then we showed it, the highlight. Was like, it was like mid season too. Like, yeah. I, somebody said Jose Alvarado, and I thought about the MLB pitcher because I know there's a yeah. lefty named Jose Alvarado, and I was like, yeah, he's "That's an MLB race. player." And then now yeah. he just has like his own signature move. Like nobody's doing what he's doing, just hiding in the on the baseline in the corner, being a little grimy, little rat, and then just coming a, out. Just a little pest, and you know. Just, just he he's and a nuisance. He, you know, he, he he's like a uh, you know the the way I'd best describe it. He's a Patrick Beverly two point Like he's not Less, the most athletic. He's he's, he's more not the most athletic. He's not he's not he's not the ta- yeah. he's not the tallest. But he brings that intensity. He's gonna play hard defense. 
Um, he's gonna be a pest, and he's gonna be in your face all night long. He he has a lot of he has a lot of Pat Beverly in him. Alvarado's mm-hmm. gonna have people moonwalking up the court just because they're so scared. What's behind them? Yeah. So and you, you know it's crazy. You mentioned Pat Bev. That's just an easy an easy transition because we got another great series going on in the West. That's where really all the good series are happening. Um, Memphis yeah. and Minnesota. I said this before. We had our our whatever our preview right where we said how each team could win the final and nope. um don't don't take that for i think every team will but like it was how each <laughs> team could do it and the timberwolves have kind of followed what i said they need to do they need to just score at an insane clip because you're gonna need to get these guys on the bench at memphis tired because they're such a deep team that plays such a deep rotation like no other team in the league and especially no other team in the playoffs yeah that if you can score a lot and make the, the starters have to play more minutes, you're going to be in luck because that's not the way they like to play. And, hey, we're going into game five. This is a 2-2 series that maybe not a lot of people expected. John Morant is not particularly shooting well. Shooting 27% for yeah. three. Uh, <laughs> and he's getting outplayed by about five different guys in this series. Two of them on his own team with Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, which... If you guys watched that last game, by the way, Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain hit absolutely insane shots at the end of that that didn't matter because it was kind of too too little too late. But oh my, they hit some ridiculous shots. I wish they hit five minutes earlier. But <laughs> how are you? How are we feeling? Memphis, Minnesota. Uh, Nico, you, you you start me off with this one. Uh yeah, I think um this has been like the funnest series I think to watch like as far as um. Just competitiveness, you know what I'm saying? It's literally, in my opinion, a flip of a coin, right? Um, I really like the, I like uh, the T Wolves going in this overall. I think as of lately, like at the last game, game four, they did a great job of kind of um, containing Ja. Uh, he had what 11 points, um, so uh, that's a really good good job of what they're doing. Um, again, we need we need more of uh, everyone to kind of continue to do their job, right? Um, Game four or game four, we had Jordan McLaughlin come off the bench, give you 16, which is great. Um, but we need more more productivity from the bench, right? Cat came in with 33. Pat Beverly dropped to 17. You know what I'm saying? Again, he's getting that supportive role, but the T Wolves won by one point. You know what I'm saying? They need more productivity. They also had 10. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about in this series and 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 playoff basketball, which is something that is a lot slept on, is the free throws. And the foul trouble, right? Um, something we didn't really talk about too much in that Pelican Phoenix series. The Pelicans didn't foul much. They went to the to the free throw line almost like twelve to 12, 12 more times, I believe, like more than than Phoenix. Uh, so they had a lot more opportunities for free throws in that sense. And the same thing you kind of see here with the T Wolves. They had twenty three personal fouls total, ten less than than uh, Memphis Grizzlies. And they had more free throws and opportunities, just in general. More opportunities in playoff basketball have to be limited, right? You can't give anybody any type of slack, especially in playoff basketball, and especially in a series like this when it's a, when it's a dogfight and it's, a, it's just a scratch, tooth and nail. You just really don't know at this point. Um, you know, to, to piggyback off that, Nico, I'm looking at – there's one guy I'm looking at in this series, and and that's that's Cat, right, because – he has been so inconsistent, and and this is the thing that that Jimmy Butler was was trying to tell us back in 20, 2017, 2018, right? That I don't like. I don't know if if he's built that way. If he's ready for the playoffs, 
my man, you've been in the league seven years, right? Seven full years. They gave you the, they gave you max dollars. Okay. There's no reason you should have eight points. I'm looking at his stat line for game three. My man had eight points and went three of four. You took four shots in a playoff game. And four you're the shots. number one guy. It's not yeah. like you're Jose Valanciunas who like you know what I'm saying. Like like you're 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 the like <laughs> you're the max player, my boy. Like I, I understand you got Anthony Edwards there. I, I know you got D'Lo there, but you're the number two. I think I think everyone can see that Edwards has put himself in that number one role. He's the future. He's their superstar. And and quite frankly, he's he's kind of taking the mantle. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. he he's got that swag. He got that moxie about him. Like, look, this is my team. And it's gonna, you know, the offense is gonna run through me. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But Cat has to show up. Eight point now, he had a great game four, but it's like, okay, we look you look at his numbers, 29 in game one. 15 took seven shots in game two game three took four shots had eight points you see what i'm saying so it's if 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 the t-wolves are going to win this series it's going to be because cat said okay i'm not playing games and and i'm going to average 25 30 points the rest of this series you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying d'angelo russell and and anthony edwards are not going to win this series by themselves um cat has to be more consistent he's getting paid way too much money to be out here getting eight point he played 33 minutes fellas no. he played 33 minutes and got eight points well you know what i'm saying you took, see took four you shots. See, well you know, like you that, said that's, it yourself, that's, that's unacceptable that's unacceptable like you said it yourself though in those games where, where memphis has uh won and the t-wolves lost cat shot Significantly way lower, right? Right. I mean, the games they won, the games they won, my man had 29 and 33. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the, key. that's the key at this, right? Who would have thought? Right. Like, oh, my goodness. Far that he was. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And in that sense, um, so I, if, I don't really look, have I'm, an answer I'm, for you as far as the, the shot selection and like why game two and three. He shot, you know, significantly lower. I, mean, I can um, I, I can tell you why, because t- to me, I, I think Cat is, is a type of dude who, you know, his his fire isn't there every single night. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what it is about him. Again, this is what Jimmy Jimmy Butler took exception to because he was like, "Bro, this dude doesn't want it." You know what I mean? That there's something about Carl Anthony Towns to where shows up one night, another night seems like he just. He rather he rather be doing something else than hooping. You know what I mean? Mm. That, that that's just the impression he gives. I mean, bro, you took four shots. What the hell you was doing running around? Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> I completely agree with you. Anthony Edwards took that number one role. He wants that. Yeah, Anthony no, Edwards he wants. He, Michael he Jordan clearly, he clearly wants, he wants it. it. No, no, he, he clearly but, wants that. But they you know? need to complement each other. You can't have Cat being a number two. They have to be one A and one B if they want to make a run. You can't have Cat sitting back waiting for Anthony Edwards to go off and lead them to a win. You can't have that because yeah. you're going up against firepower in the West. Well, you know what a part of A lot better too, teams, and you need them both going head-to-head. It's not like a situation with the Warriors a couple of years ago where you had a 1A, 1B with Steph and KD where you're, like, uber worried about the other guy that – there's there was times there's screenshots all over Twitter right now, especially slander and KD, but like that there's literally four people on staff because you're so worried about him. And then so yeah. this other guy's getting wide open shots. That's not how it is with 
uh, with Cat and Anthony Edwards yet. No. They need to still prove that they are both legitimate one options on their own before they get the type of worry treatment that's going to make the other shots easier for each other. So they do need to be that 1A, 1B to create that. Let let them both pop off so it's like, man, we really got to worry about these guys. Exactly. Because like now you got to worry about what's Pat Bev doing to everybody being a menace. Is D'Angelo Russell going to come out and just start shooting lights out Probably like he not. could? Probably not. He could. <laughs> Probably not. D'Angelo right. Russell is very, very capable of shooting lights out. See, and, and, and to me, look, the, the biggest thing is, like, Cat cannot shoot less than 10 shots, period. No. It's unacceptable in the playoffs. Unacceptable. You can't can't have back-to-back games where you took seven shots and then four shots the next night. Like that, that just that just can't happen. You know what I mean? Um, And so those two, they got to figure out a way. Look, Ja, those boys are coming, and they're not afraid of the moment. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know, you mentioned it. Ja hasn't really played well this series. Um, and yet he's made big time plays down the stretch. See, superstars to that. me, That's like when, when it when it when it comes down to being a star, you can have a bad night. That's fine, right? But when it comes down You're to here, those mo- when it comes down to those moments, right? Like Ja, he showed up in the fourth quarter. He had big time plays. He didn't have an overall, you know, great game. But he made the plays. He put his teammates in position. I'm pretty sure one of those nights he had a triple double. Um, he didn't. He, he wasn't the most efficient from the field, but he's doing other things, right? Like he's not. He's not getting down on himself because he's not shooting the ball well, right? Yeah. He, he's getting his teammates involved. He's rebounding the ball, and he's making mm-hmm. pivotal play. He's making pivotal plays down the stretch. He's making big time layups, big time passes down the stretch. I I also think this is going to be a seven game series. I think this is one of those that goes seven. Um and shit. I mean, I don't. I really don't know who takes it because yeah, you know bro. these these first four games have been so uh so different that you know anything can happen in game seven. Anything. Yeah. And, 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 and has to utilize him being a three level scorer. You got the size. Go body somebody in the paint if you need to. Use that size. Be on your bully. You, you're the best big man three-point shooter in the world. Go out on the paint. Put it up. I, I wish he had a little more Embiid in him. See, yeah. Embiid, not, Embiid not afraid of the moment. Embiid wants the ball, right? Yeah. Cat, and Cat has that, you know, he has the similar size. He's not as big. He doesn't have the, the girth on him that Embiid does. But Cat is six eleven, right? And he's yeah. and he's got and he's got good size, right? I want to see him yeah. take his behind in the paint and body somebody, right? Force a double, and and and, and get it out to your shooters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but again, him not being aggressive actually hurts Minnesota. It yeah. hurts them when he's not when he's not being assertive when he's not being aggressive. That hurts them significantly. Yeah. And now they're so gonna if, play him if, soft. And now they're just going to double up somebody else. Hey, listen, if 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 Cat can can continue his outing in in Game Four, you know, I mean, what he had thirty three and fourteen. I'm looking at his numbers now. There's, I mean, there's no reason why you know Minnesota can't pull off the upset. I'm just not yeah, banking yeah. on John ja Morant continuing the struggle. I think he's going to find his shot, and you know, I think he's going to get you know he, he's going to get the ball rolling. Yeah, and if Ja finds his shot, and Desmond Bain is still playing like the best player in this series, which he has been to this point um, throughout the duration of the series. Um, if job shoots, you know, better than 27% from three, uh, this one's a wrap in, in six, like a hundred percent. Like these next games could be 
blowouts if Ja is like playing well. Um, and, yeah. I, and obviously that's a big if because he hasn't really shown it in the playoffs thus far. But I mean, Bain and Brooks have been that good that they've held this team afloat despite how talented Minnesota is. Again, like I think they are incredibly, incredibly yeah. talented. And uh, we just didn't get to see a lot of them this year. They weren't, they weren't on TV. Like nobody knows. Yeah. Now we know. Um, let's slide over to um, another series real quick. We'll try and talk about this one a little bit more because we have several more series to talk about it. So let's like kind of go through it as quick as we can. But maybe the best player in the playoffs right now is Jalen Brunson. I don't know how this happened. I don't know why this happened. I think he's just <laughs> wanting a check. And I think he's earning a check when uh, he gets his extension this this offseason. And the Dallas Mavericks, despite not having Luka Doncic in three games, are tied 2-2 with the Utah Jazz. I don't know. This series is weird. I feel it's like this so play good. every year. <laughs> you lose, you lose your, your star player, your best player. You win two games. He comes back, you lose. Like... <laughs> You know what I'm Weird. saying? Does that make Weird. sense? Like, right? Uh, so what does that tell you for Dallas? Kind of, you me, know. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nico. I just, what is that? No, I, you go ahead, Darno. What does that tell I you mean, for Dallas? Really, if I'm being honest, it, it really doesn't tell me anything. They Nothing. they had a chance to win it at the last second. I mean, they lost by what? I think the last game they lost by a point, yeah. was it? Yeah. Or maybe yeah. two points. Yeah. Um, Luca gave you 30 his first game back. So, I mean, really, it, it just tells me there were one or two plays that if they execute down the stretch, they win that last game. Um, at the end of the day, Luka's, you know, he's their engine. He's their star player. Um, you know, that, that team, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, that team is in the lottery without Luka. But let's be, let's, let's call the it. The bottom end know, of the lottery, call, too. Let, let's, let's call it <laughs> like it is. The team is in the lottery without Luka Doncic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so him coming back is huge. To me, I, I got Dallas winning this series. Really? Um, Utah, Utah is a disgrace. Uh, they they've been they've been this for years. Fraudulent. Utah's a Utah's a utter, utter disgrace. Um, yeah. they, they 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 show up small in the playoffs every single year. I love Donovan Mitchell. Uh, my Knicks should have drafted him. Shout out New York. They they should have drafted him instead of fucking Frank Nilakina. Yeah, okay. Do this. Don't do this. Um, who who, who, <laughs> who turned out to turned out to be turned out to be a scrub. But we won't even go there. We don't need to do um, Donovan Mitchell is a bona fide superstar. I think he's a star in this league. The problem is, is he doesn't have Utah has doesn't have the pieces around him. Rudy right. Gobert is a is, is a fake max player to me. He, he just he's, when when you can't when when I can't throw the ball to my big man and he can't make a, a, a post move. This, this man can't make a move on the block. He has no offensive game whatsoever. You're not a max contract player. You're not. Well, what you are is you're DeAndre Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, really that's really good. what he is. He's a really talented Tyson Chandler. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and, and, and that's what it is. But but yet, Utah, they gave this guy max money, right? So they, they tried to dress him up into somebody who's an all-star, which he, I mean, he has made the all-star team a couple times in his career, but I, I just don't look at Gobert that in that in that way, in that light. And, and I look at Utah as, you know, a team with one lone star and a, a bunch of pieces that, that haven't been able to get it done. It's time to blow that up. 
you know? Yeah. Well, and, and here, we mentioned this too. If Utah wins this series, which I think they're going to win this series, I, I think they're a little deeper. I think um, some of the pieces on Dallas shrivel to the moment a little too much, more so than the guys shrivel on Utah. Like, th- these are both two fraudulent teams, I think. But I think if Utah wins this series, it is the worst thing to happen to their franchise in a long time because they're going to win this series if they do. And they're going to go into the next series, potentially playing the, the new Orleans Pelicans. So now they get the Pelicans, they beat the Pelicans and now they're in the conference finals. All of a sudden Utah has this weird aura where like, man, we went to the conference finals. We're one piece away. They go trade for a three and D guy. They go get whoever they go get. I don't, I don't know who would be a good fit for him, but now they're still trying to push this team that just doesn't have the talent and doesn't have the chemistry and force them into the finals like they've been doing the last half decade. I don't care how many one, two, three seeds you get. This team's not good enough to win a championship. No. Um it, they, listen, they they've been they've come up small in the playoffs the last four or five years. I mean, let, let let's call it what it is, you know. And I I love Donovan Mitchell, but he should he he needs to get the hell out of Utah. Let, let's let's be honest, you know. What I mean, um, he needs to go somewhere where you know if if not he's the first option, he's at least a a, a number two. Yeah, I mean, can Donovan Mitchell be the best player on a championship team? I don't think so. I I I don't I no. don't know. No. My mm, this this roster is good enough that if he were the best player, which he is the best player, but if he were that guy, he could get it done. It's that it's a good enough roster that he could get it done. Hundred percent. He doesn't have a number two. And and I get tell that. me tell uh, me Donovan tell Jordan me Donovan Carson Mitchell's can't be a number two. two. Jordan Clarkson. Hell can't be no. Number. He can't be your number two. Hell no. And I feel like Gobert has the same uh, Paul no. Anthony Town syndrome that we were talking about. You look at game one, he shot one shot, got, I think, five points. Five points. Yeah, five points. That's unacceptable. You can't do that in the playoffs. Yeah. You cannot do that. It's only yeah. averaging like a lot. That's embarrassing. It's not like it's and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of you know D. Mitch and what he's accomplished in his career, but, but, but it's it's about that time. It's I'm, that I'm time also that getting they, a little that they they you know they they blow that up that you know whether you know you trade. Listen, if I'm Utah, I'm not. I, I don't want to trade Donovan Mitchell. I'm trading Gobert. You know, and I'm and I'm trying Let to get out. I'm trying to get pieces to to surround him, but. If you're a guy like D. Mitch, you may go to the organization and say, "Listen, th- this this hasn't worked. Yeah, I want out." You know what I'm saying? We've seen we've seen stars do it. You know, as of recent, Ben Simmons, James Harden, Anthony Zion. Davis. These guys they force their way out of bad situations. Donovan Mitchell is no different. He could do the same um, and find himself in a much better situation where nice. he can actually where he can actually compete for a championship. You see what I'm saying? I, I will, he can, I will he can say be that 1A, 1B you were talking about. Yeah, Dude, I, I agree. I agree. I don't think, like, he, I don't think he's star. ever going to be a one on a championship team. No, you know I don't why? think he's going to be the best player on a championship team. He could be a 1B. He could be a 1B. It's unacceptable. 1B. I don't care how many shots a game you're putting up. I don't care how much of the offense has to go through you. It's unacceptable to be shooting under 30% from three. Unacceptable. Yeah. It won for eight in the last game. It's just, it's literally unacceptable. And, you know, you're the best player on this team, 
And yeah. I get you're taking tough shots, you're creating tough shots, but there has to hit a point where you're like, man, that three's not working. Let's try and create mm-hmm. some other stuff and kind of abandon that or put it to the side until we get the other stuff going. And Because he's not shooting well in this series at all. And yeah. you know what? You, They're not shooting well, and it's a 2-2 series. So, like, you got to feel hey, kind of okay about Donovan that. Mitchell gives me a little bit of Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. I felt that. Yeah. It's fast. And yeah, it's too. tough because there's times where you see him and he tries to take over a game. And I, I love that. But then he gets too sloppy with it. He gets too, like, just flustered and tries to do too much. And then he ends up turning the ball over. Or he puts up a yeah. bad shot. Or he's not looking to get the ball to somebody else to put up a good shot. And then, like Drew says, he's not trying to get away from putting up a 30% three-point clip. He just wants to keep on shooting, shoot to shoot, try to make it drop. And it's not going to work. And, and that's now he doesn't have a two. He doesn't have a two. So I was just going to bring up, was, gonna be gonna bring up the issue, point. Even if he does have a two. Well, what happens when he has a two and now he's not giving the ball to that two? Exactly. Like, what happens then? Because exactly. he's not, well, he's he not a tremendous passer by any means. Like this is, He's not a creator at all. He, he's an elite scorer. He's an elite athlete. And he can defend very well, but he is not like a distributor by any sense of the term. And so, like, I mean, you what can, happens you if you have that number two? Like, you give him a two, and now he now all I'm saying is some of those shots go down. So now he's yeah, not the only one dropping. He's not the only so. one putting up. Would, yeah, that's ideally, ideally, right? It's ideally. That's, what, that's how it's ideally, ideally you would say. You, but would think, again, right? you give him a number two, and then he or he becomes the number two, right? And he doesn't he doesn't get the ball as much as he used to. Now his 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 shooting percentage is probably going to go up, or Hopefully. could stay the same, right? Pop, ideally, right? It would go up mm-hmm. because he would shoot less. Um, and then make more decisions. More assists probably would come up out of that versus, you know, more Donovan, points. So you see him more Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is a guy who, need, unfortunately, he needs a guy a little bit, like, uh, whose talents are, are pitched a little higher than his. He needs yeah. a guy who's a number one, because Donovan Mitchell is good enough to be your second option. I think he's good enough to be your second option on a championship team, right? Like, if you replace... Chris Middleton with Donovan Mitchell, I think Milwaukee wins the chip, right? Easy. If you if you replace, I don't, I don't know, um, man. Chris Middleton, I, I, you, Chris Middleton turns to MJ in certain games, like uh, <laughs> in, in very specific conditions. The weather needs to be shining through the window at this angle. He turns to MJ. And no, Chris Is his mentality just... gonna be okay with not being that number one guy? No, I, I think, yeah, because Donovan, listen, Donovan Mitchell's a pure, he's a pure scorer, right? So I, I don't think he'd take exception to playing with a guy who's better than him, right? I think he's a guy who wants to win championships, and he'll make that sacrifice. Look, there, there's, there's superstars in the past. There are superstars in the past we've seen had have to make that sacrifice, and it worked. There are other guys in the past who, who who weren't willing to make that sacrifice, and and you've seen what happened. You know, um, I think he's one of those dudes that would be okay taking that, taking a backseat. Look, you know, you're not saying he's going to be a third option, right? He's going to be a number two. Not that, not, not soon. At some point, I still, I still think he, I still think he needs a guy who's better than him, right? I because Donovan Mitchell, he's great, but I don't think he could be the number one on the championship team. And Jake um, Cole said the best, pride is the devil. So you hope you that know, he's able to take that back seat and yeah, be a yeah. I, like, that, you just hope. You because we don't we don't know. We don't know. There, you know, there, there, there are certain and, and really in today's league, 
look, you need two stars to win. Everybody knows that, and that's not that's not just today's league. That that's been since the dawn. That's been since the dawn since the dawn of time. Okay, yeah. it takes at least two superstars to win a chip. Everybody Wolf knows. Win on his own. Okay, um, and and there are anomalies every every now and then where a great team wins a championship. They don't really have like one soup like one superstar, but not they have a great collective. When's, but, when's but, the last but time it, a team it won it doesn't, without it doesn't a top happen. player? It was Detroit. Um, that was like 2004. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying 15 um, to be a little bit more broad. Like you and then those have years for the last one without. There have been, there have been, there have been teams like there have been teams that like yeah. didn't win it with like, well, I'm, I'm saying like a collective group. Like to me, that like you said, that 04 team, right? That was a collective unit, yeah. right? Yeah. That they didn't, they didn't have one, they didn't have one superstar. They right? had like yeah. seven um, great players. Yeah, and I look at I look at that Dallas series against Miami in 2011. Dirk, Dirk was not Dirk. At, if you look at the time, Dirk was not a top. He was he was a Hall of Famer. He at was that a top point. 15 was, player, that but he was year. not a top. He wasn't a top 10 player at that that year. You see what I'm saying? I like they had, they had a great over. They, they had a over. They had a great overall roster. Dirk was the number one option, but he wasn't what Dirk used to be. So I look at that team as like one of those teams that had just a great overall team and won it all. But typically, it's it it's, it takes two superstars. It takes it, it takes you two guys to win to at least make it to the finals. That that's and the that's the most Mitchell, recent team without a second star. Mitchell, sure. right, right, and yeah. I think Mitch for sure needs to be in a situation where he he's not the number one. He, he needs to be a number two. Yeah. Facts. Um. Yeah. That's your. That's a weird series. I don't even know what to say about it other than just like. Both just keep an eye on it. Both these teams are frauds. I, neither are you know. I, that's I, honestly, I like I, I like I like Dallas in six. I'm being I'm gonna be real. That's with you. fine. I I hope I like whoever wins this man. doesn't have to play. I like Dallas. The Pelicans. I like Dallas. I don't want to see these teams play longer. That's all. Yeah, that's just gross. So that that's how I feel about that. Um, there's not a whole lot to say about this Denver Golden State series. Um, besides just Jordan Poole has really really shown that the Warriors never needed KD. <laughs> that's that's just what it comes down to. They have uh, yeah. such a good nucleus that, like, they create talent and they make players better. Has there ever been a duo or trio, I guess, or we'll say duo with Stefan, uh, with Draymond, that's made other players as good as they are? Like, Andre Iguodala was not as good as he was playing as. Kevin Looney is not a good NBA player. But like they are these these random guys are so elevated by like this the anomaly skill sets of Draymond and Steph that you're able to just like insta create like very you know, tangible guys ours. that are just like elite. I, I was gonna say that, but also you got to give credit to to one their their coaching staff their development team. Um, they, they pick up diamonds in the rough. You know what I'm saying? You, you look at a guy like Jordan Poole. You look you look at Gary Payton the second. Um, yeah, you look at a guy like Kevon Looney. You know what I'm saying? These, these are not household names. Um, but Golden yeah. State does a tremendous job. Dra- Draymond Green was a second round draft pick. Let's let's not forget about he'll, that. He'll, they drafted, he'll never let you forget they, about it. They they didn't they didn't, they didn't about yeah they they didn't they didn't pick him up in in a trade they didn't pick him up in free agency no they 
that he's homegrown. They drafted this man. So you got to give credit to to the you know their their coaching staff, GM. Um, uh, um, his name's not coming to me right now. Is it? Is it? Uh, Bob, it's like Bob something. Bob, Bob What's Meyer, his name? I believe. Bob Myers. I believe so. X. I mean, you can't say enough of this dude. You know that. Yeah. He 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 puts he puts out talent. Um, paired with Clay, Dre, and and Steph every single season. Um, yeah. if if it wasn't for Clay's injury in the 2019, um, you know, finals. Golden State doesn't miss the playoffs last year or the year before. Yeah, you know, Clay, Clay, Clay missed two full seasons. You know, people forget that. You know, this man was out two years, and 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 Dre, Dre missed all of last year. So that that nucleus, those three guys. You know, that actually Golden State is my are, are my finals. Um, you know, pick for to come out the West. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. Golden State coming out the West. Yeah, and I'm I think not, you see like. That. Oh, go ahead, Drew. Sorry. No, I just, I'm not mad at that. Uh, oh, I think you see with uh, with guys like Golden, uh, with the Golden State team and you know the big three and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and, and Draymond Green, you almost get like a, a Tom Brady kind of like aura around them, right? In a sense, how like when Tom came to Tampa, kind of guys around them were like, oh, you know, I kind of want to play better now. I'm surrounded by such great talent, such such you know greatness around me. I want to do better. I want to play better. Guys like. You know, like you said, Kavon Looney. Like who? Like at one point yeah. a couple years ago, you were saying that, and now he's coming and playing well. Um, they're like you say, Golden State takes those guys, and they're kind of doing the opposite of what like the Cleveland Browns are doing, right? Taking these diamond and, and the rough stars and actually elevating. shaping them. Good. Yeah, exactly. Andrew Wiggins, right? He's becoming. You got you know, to give credit. Got to give. Yeah, got to give credit to their develop. I mean, they they develop. They they develop players out in Golden and, State, and, man. And you know what they I think? Develop, it is? They develop. They develop these dudes. You know what I think mm-hmm. it is more than developing because I don't think developing is really where it is. I think every guy that steps foot on an NBA court has an opportunity to become to some degree, a successful player, right? It's such a hard league to get into. It's probably the hardest league to get into, right? And, like, especially to stay in and be a staple in it, that mm-hmm. every guy that joins the league to some capacity has an ability to help a team and make them win if put into, like, the right situation, right? And I think, like what Nico was saying, you kind of want to be around stuff. You want to be around these guys. But you get Andrew Wiggins out of Minnesota because we've – we've established that him and Kat are both not that guy. Like, they don't want to be that guy. So you get him out of a situation where he has to be that guy. Andrew Wiggins is maybe the fifth best player on this team. And he's had a career year. He's been fantastic this year. He's been all-world defensively. He's been efficient. Like, I never thought I'd see Andrew Wiggins shoot 50% from three, and he's putting up, like, four or five a game. Like, he has been very, very good this year. And, you know... Being able to have guys commit to a role and then really push and go towards that specific role is like, again, testament to Steve Kerr and their staff. Steve Kerr with 80 wins. I think there's only a handful of coaches who have that in the playoffs. So shout out there. Uh, yeah, no, they, they um, you know, they, they've done a great job 
putting talent around, like you said, the, the, that big three. Um, remember that this team, this team set a record for wins before there was ever a Kevin Durant there. So they, they've got, they've got a blueprint on how to win. These guys know how to win. Right. And so when you're able to plug in, you know, plug and play these different role players, they know exactly what they need to do and what spots they need to be in. And, and, and they, and, you know, they, they feel a sense of, you know, I, I'm involved because you got guys who aren't selfish. Steph Curry's not a selfish. That's what that's the point I was making to you before the show. Yeah, yeah. Steph Curry's not a guy who needs to pound that ball 12, 13 times. He's moving off screens. He's coming off ball screens. That, you know, he's he's setting screens for guys. Like Steph sets a lot of on-ball screens as well. And so he's not a guy who needs to monopolize the basketball. So it's it's just, it's a beautiful thing the way Golden State plays, the way they move the ball. I mean, Clay, I mean Clay. Like, it's not, very... not enough to be said about Clay. I mean, he he had a big time night last night. I think he had about thirteen points in the third quarter. He was heating up. He was on his way to drop forty. Um, but overall, Golden State that that team is is dangerous, and especially that book is hurt. Um. Yeah. Golden State needs to be the you know the, the, the front runners, the the favorite coming out of the West. Hands down. I, I will say that was the first game in the last four years, I believe, maybe five, that Steph and Clay both scored thirty and lost. It was last night. So yeah. shout out to the Joker for uh, doing everything he can. He's likely the two time MVP now. I think they've they've Listen, some of the some of the votes. So he's most likely going to win another MVP. If, if he had his dude, number two and three guy. This would be a very good series. Um, Listen, if you're if you're that dude, you can get one. I'm not saying Jokic gonna win. You know, they ain't gonna win the series, but he got you one. Yeah, you no, and, and he, he did it. And Jokic said, "I ain't getting swept now." Nah. And, and this <laughs> is <laughs> this is getting swept. The hardest, on. like he, that's what I'm he he got you one. That's yeah. it. Jokic got you one. You know, and and he. Did I think his he job. can get him another one. I think they win one more game. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll this is this is a gen- this is a gentleman sweep. This is a gentleman sweep because because okay. ne- the the next game is in Golden State. I'm you're telling I'll, me Golden State is going to lose take, a they're going to lose a closeout. I'll take going to lose a closeout game in. You know why? Because Joker's putting up forty six. And Yo, yeah, no, Jokic is a bad man. He's a bad brother, dude. That's yeah. a bad man. But know? they, they I'll, didn't I'll have be, a chance from this from the start though. Like it yeah. wasn't. I don't need to say too much about this series because you guys hit all the nails on the head. Just one thing to shout out to the Warriors organization. They emerged in 2015 with this group. Top of the league. We'll say 14. We'll give them that year before. Sure. You make the point even better. Probably like 14. 2022 and we're still talking about them at a high level. And the only reason why the last couple years we haven't is injuries. 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 From Let's 2014 all the way to 2022 in the foreseeable future, because there's no reason why they don't keep on going for another five years. Yeah. This is ridiculous what the ridiculous. Warriors have built. It, it's unheard of. I have you ever seen an organization yes. build? Yes. yes. The, the, I the, I said San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio. This but, is but the second but coming really of the Spurs. The only, but that's really the only one. That's it. If you think about it, if you think about it, San Antonio... For twenty years, twenty-five. Yeah. Years. I mean, you you, they were you had a years. nucleus. You had a nucleus of, but I'm saying that core, that core remained together yeah. of of Pop, right? Tim, Manu, right? And and Tony, um and Tony. Tony and Tony. 
Yeah. So like those those four guys were together for a solid 16, yeah. 17, 18 years. And Golden State has kind of now taken that mold. It's very similar. To where, bro, st- look, listen, Steph Curry and Steph and Clay, their game is predicated not on yeah. athleticism. Their game is predicated on being able to get, you know, quality shots, open looks, um, a lot of ball movement. So they're, they're going to be able to do, you know, they'll be able to do this for the next, like you said, four, five, six years. And, you know what I mean? And what's crazy, the Spurs end at what, 2013, 2014? And then the Warriors. Right. Are... Right. It... And <laughs> so and, we're going 40 years many... to just Spurs, Warriors, and it's ridiculous. And, and, the only and how reason many the Spurs cha- are many done is because Kawhi wanted out, too. If Kawhi was still there, the Spurs would still be. A, yeah, they would still be. And that. and and how many championships? Right, five from the year nineteen ninety nine. So. I'm talking. I'm talking yeah, for yeah, yeah, San Antonio. I think, I think five. The year the year nineteen ninety nine to about two thousand fifteen. You're looking at five championships over that. They could have won two or three more. Um, two. I think I think Golden State has. You know, they've kind of taken that San Antonio mold. And they're going to be able to do this for for many years to come. Yeah, so shout out to them. Yeah, it's, it, this is this series is no fault on Jokic. This is just no, 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 no. Jokic, no, look, Jokic did his job. Like I said, he he, he got you one. He got you one. He and the fact job. that they're able to build another death lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's stupid. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. Now, um. We do have a really big thing to talk about, but I want to speed run this real quick. Um, shout out to the Bulls for having a good year. Uh, injuries kind of derailed it a Let's little bit. Let's just skip this. No, we're, skip this it's going to be quick. 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 It's going to break my heart. If I got to talk about what I need to talk about, you're talking about your damn Bulls. Let's talk Chicago. Let's talk Chicago. No, we're gonna fast track this a little bit. We don't have a whole lot of time to talk. No, about we, we don't have to fast track it. No, but what I'll but what I'll say is that the Bulls started this season incredibly hot. And if you know ball and if you've seen years past, you knew it was fraudulent. And now here we are, six months later, they're about as healthy as they're going to be. They don't have Lonzo, but everybody else on this team is healthy. They have their three stars. And they're in the playoffs, losing by 30 and 20 at home. And there's not really any rebuttal. Like, there's not, this team is not built to win in the playoffs. They have two guys who are ballers, and they can absolutely score. DeMar had the best season of his career. It took the best season of DeMar's career to get them to a six seed to get beaten five by Milwaukee. It's not over yet, but it's over. The series is done. This is cooked. Look, Chicago have been pretenders since, since the regular season. When you look at their record, I, I looked at an alarming stat. Their record against teams that were above 500 was awful. Like any team that had a winning record, Chicago – didn't show up in the regular season when you talked about big time games. So to me, their play in the in the postseason is just indicative of what the, the team that yeah. they've been all year. You know, they play they 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 play well against teams that are in the lottery, and when it comes to teams that are actually doing something, they wet the bed. Um, you know, they got a guy who's not an efficient three point shooter in Demar Derozan. 
Um, great, you know, great mid-range game, no doubt. Nobody can dispute that. Um, um, and, you mentioned and, that. He and hasn't Zach, made a single three in this series, by the way. And and you got a guy in Zach Levine who, again, who's a primary scorer who isn't great at facilitating, who, who really actually isn't even – that great at, at creating his own shot. He's no. a scorer who who really is a guy who needs to be coming downhill, right? Uh, fast break, transition, yeah. um, you know, pull up, open jumper. He's not a guy who who you know you can give the ball to and say go get me one. He can't he ain't like that, you know. So the, the the dynamic of this roster is is really weird. Um, injuries played a role. I'm not gonna say it didn't. Uh, if they had Lonzo Ball out there, look, Lonzo is a very underrated defender. Like, you know, you, yeah. you have to you have to bring that up. You know, he's a he's an underrated defender. Um, I, I don't know how much of a difference him out there makes. He doesn't win um, them an extra this, game, though. I mean, he's I, he's a facilitator, though. He's gonna give listen, you that. He's, he's got a better team for Lonzo Ball on the court. That doesn't win them another game. In no, 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 no. They're, what, they're you don't better. think they win game one without Lonzo or with Lonzo game one? No, no, no. no. They, Look, let me no. let me put it to they you. Held, they held Giannis to, to nineteen points, and Lonzo on there, like you said, is a lockdown defender. That's, Lonzo's not stopping. Giannis. I'm Lonzo, not saying he's down Giannis. No, 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 he's no, no. He's going to bring Giannis with 19 points and being a good defender in no, the same what, Okay, I get what you're saying. No, that's basically, Nick, Nick, you're basically saying that that Chicago would lose in six instead of five with with Lonzo. No, no, no I'm, I'm actually being serious, though. Yeah, you're right. Losing, no, you're not, you're not no, they, they'd lose in six instead of losing in five, right, if Lonzo was on the floor. I, I can get down with that. That's because fine. because Lonzo Ball makes them a better overall basketball team. He does. Yep. You can't dispute that. With that being said, it's it's marginal. It's you know it's not. You know yeah. I mean it, you know. I'm it, just saying it, Lonzo Ball guards Grayson Allen and Grayson Allen does not. Oh, put it, up it's not, it's not a championship type level. I know, that's, that's, that's super there. fair. That's yeah. super fair. We're talking about first round. Well, and here's the thing too: if Grayson Allen scores twelve yesterday, they still win. So it yeah, doesn't that's even matter. Yeah. Because, again, that, because the, the big issue that we're not talking about is the Bulls' best three-point shooter is Nikola Vucevic. When your center is your best three-point shooter, you, 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 how are you supposed to be a championship-caliber team? Unless DeMar, Rosen's dro- unless DeMar DeRozan's dropping 45 points, like, you're not going to be able to, to, to last against these high championship-caliber teams. Well, that's we're what the superstar like, needs to do if he wants to win. Here's the last thing I'll yeah. say about the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan, I love DeMar DeRozan. He might be a Hall of Famer. He, he probably will be if he plays like this another two, three years, right? Uh, which, like, the NBA Hall of Fame doesn't mean much, but, like, you know, something to be said. Um, he is simply not that guy when it comes to the playoffs. He's just not. That's okay. It's it's kind of the same. It's, it's really that Donovan Mitchell light. Like, I'm seeing Donovan kind of go down that same path talked about that earlier won't beat a dead horse but this guy is a crazy talent that in the playoffs i don't even want him on the court for my team in in demar DeRozan's defense he has led teams in the east you know in toronto days to the eastern conference finals right best player on the team he's led teams to the eastern conference finals the problem is 
is he ran into LeBron, right? You don't yeah, expect... Yeah, but you, but in you those series, we can go are, back and look. He wasn't playing well even when they made those runs. Like, him and Kyle were struggling in those runs, but they had other guys, too. Like, they had, like, Barnyani for a couple of those years. And yeah. They had some pieces I, that were, like... I just, I, I just see DeMar as a guy who, who again, is a, who really needs to be a number two option on, on a championship team. You see what I'm saying? But he's run he's run into guys that are better than him. Like it's it's not his fault. It's not his fault he he's, ran into LeBron and Giannis. Not, and... Now Giannis, you get what I'm saying? Like he yeah. ran into, he he actually ran into LeBron twice in the East Finals. Like yeah. if it wasn't for it wasn't if it wasn't for Braun, if it wasn't for Braun, we would have been talking about we would have been talking about DeMar DeRozan possibly I, in the in, in the final. Like you know, so it's just it's just a situation where yeah, he, he you know. He, he's running to Giannis. What, what is he supposed to do? Unfortunately, you know? what do you say? What you say, Darnell? It was what? Barbecue chicken. <laughs> barbecue. Bob, barbecue. And, and guess barbecue. what? I, I think this next game's tomorrow. Bulls, Bucks, and um, I'm I'm taking the Bucks by thirty. <laughs> That's disrespectful. They beat him by thirty <laughs> in Chicago. It's not disrespectful. It's not disrespectful. No Chris Middleton. No Chris Middleton in game three or four. They lost by 30 and 20. Not disrespectful. Uh, on to the Nets. Um, <clears throat> uh, before we get to the Nets is where we got the most. Of the time heart. So we ain't, we ain't going to the Nets yet. I want to talk about the Hawks and Trey Young, who led the league in total points this year. And I don't know if you guys saw his interview last night after the game, but he said, I have not been like this warm covered this often since high school, which is weird. Like, I feel like that's a lie, but I, I watched the NCAA tournament, but okay. Um, has 16 a game, and he is absolutely getting shut down by yeah. the Miami Heat. I knew the Heat def- defense was really good, and I think we all knew that. But, like, to do what they're doing to Trey Young, it's almost, like, demoralizing to watch as, like, a Hawks fan. There's a play that uh, I saw the highlight of. Trey Young's bringing it up court. P.J. Tucker picks him up. Clamps. Trey tries to get away. They switch. Bam picks him up. He's not even really maybe five feet inside uh, half court. Trey tries to keep on going around the other side of the court. And then Jimmy Butler picks him up too. And there was just nothing Trey could do. He couldn't breathe. (laughs) The man was suffocating. And it was ridiculous. Well, it, and, it was and, wild. and you know what's crazy? It all circulates back to the second star thing we've been talking about kind of this whole episode. The fact that Trey Young doesn't have a second bona fide score allows Miami to just hunker down and say, hey, we're going to pick you up at half court. Right. Get past right. this big fella. Yeah, it's, it, it's a thing yeah. where, because look, at the end of the day, Trey Young is a 6'1", 6'2", guard, okay? He can only do but so much, yeah. right? At the end of the day, as as phenomenal and and fantastic as he is, Which he, right? is. he can only he and he's he, bro, he's he's an all star talent. He's a great player, no doubt. But he's six one six two. He can only do so much out there. You know what I'm saying? He can only carry Atlanta so much. And and, and Miami is a great defensive team, as you pointed out. They've got bodies that they're throwing at him. He's seeing multiple defenders. Um, you know, they're they're being physical with him, and he doesn't have another guy to take the pressure off. You know, so that's that's really Atlanta's problem. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, yeah, I, I told you guys I liked. I uh, we can go back. You have the stats, man. I said Miami from the get. Uh, I loved Miami uh, this whole year. They're uh, a season team, a weathered team, man. They they did it in 2020, right? Bubble year was a little f- fluke or whatever you want to call. Last year they dealt with injuries, whatever. They, yeah, whatever. Some people wanted to argue, you know, say it was a bubble season, whatever the well you want to say. Um, they deserved it and earned it. Tyler Hero again was a rookie that year and still played, you know, as a rookie pretty really well. Um, and again, now this guy's seasoned. Now he has years behind him in the playoffs now too. So it's no longer, you know, get that playoff nerve and championship vibe, nerve type intensity out. You have, you know, veterans, you have young guys, you have a mix, a very great mix. Jimmy Butler's the star he needs to be right. Tyler Hero's season. Now PJ Tucker lockdown defense. You know, you forgot about your your other guy, Bam Adebayo, you know, your number two. You know what I'm saying? This team just up and down has just been doing well. Their bench plays very well. You know, you see that's something you see with this Miami Heat team is that they, they play a lot of their guys, like, for minutes. Like, you know what I'm saying? They use a lot of everyone, kind of, in certain situations and scenarios and plays. So, I mean, they, they're very good. I, I, I really I really do like uh, what, Miami One Heat, thing so, I think is crazy about this, this Heat team is Tyler is playing – objectively poorly as a scorer so far in the playoffs. Like he's mm. a bench scorer, like right, he's a six man Lou Will type of guy. That's kind of the role they've given him this year. He has not played particularly well at that in terms of scoring. Bam is not getting into his bag yet in terms of scoring, despite these guys all playing fantastic defense. That's kind of all they needed to do. I feel like Spo is like, hey, I don't really care if you guys score right now. Just like play some hard D and we'll be all right. And it's kind of what's happened. Um yeah, Tyler Hero, he's had uh he's had one good game these playoffs. Um but again, the the Heat, see, here's the thing, the Heat do it as a collective. Yeah. Um even even Jimmy Butler as their as their lone star. I look at, you know, him as their they're really their lone star. Even he's not a guy who's looking to jack up shots. He's not out there trying to, you know, trying to be, you know, a, a somebody who's averaging 25 30. He, Which he is putting Jimmy's up 30 like, in the series. Jimmy but... J- Jimmy's like, you know what? Y'all do your thing the first three quarters and come money time, give me the damn rock. You know what I'm saying? He's like, give me the ball, I'll take us home. Right? He's now, a closer. There does you know? need to and, be a point. And there, there does need to be a point where we start looking at the Heat as the East Coast Warriors, right? Like, they are. Max Struss, yeah, Max Struss was cut by the Celtics this offseason, picked up, and he has been, like, if you guys have watched a Heat game, and this is more towards everybody watching, if you guys have watched a Heat game, this guy is, like, a game changer. Like, he's yeah. the dude who doesn't fill the stats a whole lot, and he's been scoring pretty well for them. I think he's their second-leading scorer. In the playoffs, yeah. or maybe the third. I don't yeah. remember if he ever scored more. No, he's second. Yeah, he's got like third. He's averaging like thirteen a game. This guy makes shots. Like he's mm-hmm. like there, throw it out, get a bucket, bang, battier from back in the day. Like that's what he reminds <laughs> me of. I know he's not as big, yeah. but like this guy was yeah. thrown to the scrap heat from the Celtics, who are. It's kind of worked out for them too, but like. Yeah. He's like they pick up a guy like him out of nowhere. Uh, they get PJ Tucker, who had a pretty bad year last year, uh, despite them winning the championship. He didn't really play his best ball. Uh, they get these guys, they give them roles, and they kind of just strive at them. And they're imagine if the Heat had a Steph Curry, had a Clay Thompson. The Heat's best player is Jimmy Butler, and their best player might not be as good as the Warriors' third best player. Like, I'm not going to disrespect Jimmy Butler and say Jordan Poole's better yet, but, like, I, you know, you know, 
It might, it might be getting close. We'll see. We'll see. The intensity is going to turn up. Like you said, there's no need for like, I mean, not necessarily no need. It's not really an excuse to say more, more so, but they don't really need to have three guys putting up 22, 23, you know, and 40, right? Jimmy Butler can put up 30 and everyone else can put up, you know, their, you know, whatever numbers and just play defense against this Atlanta Hawks team. I mean, yeah, exactly. This Hawks team, they don't need much. I think you all can agree this the series is pretty much over. I'm I'm looking at how Miami oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is gonna is gonna play against Philly, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I I don't see an answer for uh, Joel Embiid and Harden. Um, I, I don't I, I I don't see Miami being able to beat those guys. Um, but it, it's gonna be a tough series. I think I think that's just that's a six game series. Um, I, the six. only reason I like that series a little bit for Miami. And here's kind of where I go with it. Um, Joel Embiid scoring his 25 to 35, whatever he's going to do. He's going to kind of do that because Joel Embiid's proved that he's the guy. He wants the ball. He's going to score. This is going to happen. Unless that thumb is a bigger issue than we expect it to be, which it might actually be. Um, I do think it is. I fully expect Philly to win this series, not because I think they're like better at this point. They've just played really well in the first couple of games. They, like, they really clamped down on Toronto. And uh, they just kind of showed, like, Toronto needs another year or two. And that's fine. I think Toronto's going to be really good in a year. Yeah, Scotty Barnes comes back. Yeah, I I think they're going to be really talented when – or, like, really good when Scotty becomes that that number one guy. Um, Yeah, he will. But Philly, Philly, Miami – uh, when that inevitably Philly, 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 Miami, that's that's gonna be an amazing series. It'll be a dog fight. Um, Those guards are gonna get clamped. It'll be, yeah, Tyrix it'll be a Maxie dog fight. Has had his way the last like couple weeks of the year, and he's had his way with the Raptors. Tyrese Maxey is not going to show up in this Heat series, and not because he doesn't want to, not because he's not that guy, because that defense is going to Trey Young him, and they're gonna yeah. let Joel Embiid score. I guarantee you they're going to let Joel Embiid, Embiid score, and they are not going to let anybody else beat them. I've seen Miami do it every year. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is going to be uh, to contain Harden. I think you know, Embiid's going to score. There's no stopping Embiid, right? If Harden's putting but up the 30, biggest they don't have thing a chance. Is, yeah, that's, that's going to be the key in my opinion, right? You put away that 1B, like you said, right? Well, your 1A in that sense against in that Miami series is going to be MB, right? There's nobody stopping him down below. You can put Bam there, but there's no way. Like you said, that girth, man, it's, it's, it's something different. Uh, but you get that 1B, you get that 1B locked down. James Harden, no scoring. He has no defense. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's where Miami's going to have a chance. Look, Harden is averaging, and, and and this this is him struggling. He's averaging twenty and ten in these playoffs. He's struggling, and, he, and he's not, and, and he, that that's struggling. Yeah, that's <laughs> twenty true, and yeah. ten. You know uh, what I'm saying? He's giving you twenty and ten, and he's struggling. He's so like let that, let, let, let that like man that. let let that man catch his stride. And again, look, whether he's still nursing that hamstring injury or not, whatever, he's on the court. I'm, I'm not, I'm not giving yeah. that, I'm not, I'm not giving him that excuse. But I will say that that is a factor. Okay, now you know people talking about, oh, is Harding cooked? Is he this? I don't think James Harden is cooked. I think he forced his way out of Brooklyn because he didn't want to be, in, you know, in, in that situation with with Kyrie and not wanting to be vaccinated. And the first few games in Philly, he looked great, but then you started to see a little, little bit of drop off, right? Um, I, I think that that hamstring is probably still kind of 
kind of nagging him. Um, but yeah, he's still good enough to play. So it's not, you know, it's not, I guess, hurting him that bad. Right. Um, but I think if Harden can get his shot going, um, Embiid is going to do what it do. Maxi is nice. You got to remember, you still got a guy like Tobias Harris, who is averaging, I want to say 20 in this series. So he's showing up. Um, if, if you could get anything from Philly's bench, like Niang, he's shooting the ball well. Um, if if other guys are, are you know, Maxi, if he's hitting his shots, um, and have then you, you see, look have at have you seen the uh, look at Danny Thumble. Green memes? Anytime he takes a shot, we're like Danny Red, no, stop it! Oh, uh, I haven't seen it. Danny, stop! <laughs> Red light, please. Mm-hmm. Danny Green is terrible. I want that to be thrown. Yeah, out. Danny Green is a bad <sighs> basketball player now. It's I don't know what true. happened. You, he lost well, a step. He lost he, a shot. Oh no, that man. Cool. He's cool. he just he, well. He's not. He's not what he used to be. No, he's just not, not what he, all it is. He just is really all what is what it comes down to. He's just yeah. not what he used to be. He's not the yeah. player he used to be. Cooked. Um, because in because I'll tell you what. The last time we saw him really, I'm saying really playing well was Spurs. when he won the chip. No, I was gonna say when he won the chip with Toronto. Actually, he played really well with yeah. Kawhi. He played well in he the played, playoffs. He was not good. He in played, the season, but he played well in the playoffs. No, just I uh, just yeah. talking play. Yeah, when it, when yeah. it came to the playoffs, yeah. he was Ka- he was Kawhi's almost like like Kyle Lowry was the number two, but he was almost Kawhi's like number two three option. Danny Green had a lot of big shots in those playoffs. So to see yeah. him to see the way he's playing now is is sad. That yeah, man it is, is done. Done. You know, yeah. the, the way, yeah, the way Danny Green playing now, yeah, he he's not that guy he was in Toronto or in San Antonio. Definitely yeah. not. And, you know, we got one last series. We saved the best for last. Um, the only series that is on sweep watch, and this is going on in a couple hours, so by the time you listen nope. to this, it, it might be over. It might be tough. Um, nope. We got our, our local resident fan over here, Brooklyn. Nope. Down 3-0. Going back to we're in Brooklyn for this next game, so there's there's something to be grateful for, I guess. Um, what's the what's the vibes over there? Well, first things first, let me go get my my dog because I know once I'm done talking, I'm gonna get jumped and I'm gonna be fighting for my life. Yes. So let, let me get my dog out here. Shout out to Omi Addy season hooked me up with this. So much love to that. But I got to start off with saying shout out to the Celtics. Much respect. That defense is insane. There's a reason why they're number one in the NBA, and it's showing. They're swarming everything. It is so hard for the Nets to get anything clean up. And when they have been, they haven't been hitting it. That's a whole other issue. But I haven't seen defense played on Kevin Durant like this in his career where, like, there's nothing he could do. There's nothing he could do. Jason Tatum is on him like just white on rice boy he he's stuck to him and kd is looking shook out there he doesn't know what to do he he's having Um, problems he's having problems boston boston came out with a game plan okay and they're and and they're they're executing right they 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 said okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna swarm kevin durant okay I'm I'm watching this game, and before my man even touches the ball, he's got at least three, four people just just bodying him up. Yeah. Right. So they're they're being physical. Okay. They're they're tiring him out. Right. Keep in mind, Brooklyn Stars have not played well in each game. Has has come down to the wire. Okay. Um. Obviously, you had Tatum hit his game winner in game one. 
defensive breakdown. They lose bodies. They lose oh, game one. Right? Okay. That. That, that, that happens, right? Yeah. Game two is unacceptable. Okay. Game two, KD goes 0 of 10 in the second half. I mean, that that's not Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, like you cool. said, he's he's he, he's never been defended like this in his career. My man has been in the league 14 years. I've never seen Kevin Durant defended like this. I've wa- I've been watching this man <laughs> since since his rookie year with the Supersonics. Okay, never been defended like this ever. Oh. Right. So I mean, this any is somebody... defensive team brings to KD, he no, just shoots over this... it. This this is a guy who who in his sleep averages thirty. Yeah. Okay. In, in his sleep, he averages thirty. So to me, it, it's a combination of look, Boston Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. Plus, you got long, you know, long defenders in Brown and Tatum. You got Al Horford, and you know, back there. Look, Boston's a great defensive team. I'm I'm not taking anything away from them. Um, the reason I picked Brooklyn. Okay, to win this series um, was mainly because I said, okay, you got Kyrie Irving back, um, and you have Kevin Durant, who the, who's the best player in the world. I did not anticipate Boston's defense to be to to, to stifle KD the way that they have, um, yeah. and, and and that's really been the biggest thing. Now, they've played great defense on him, but there have also been points where KD just miss open shots. I've also just seen him miss shots he normally right. like there, there are points where he just misses shots he normally makes. He looks so you shook. Got to, so you he, got he you got shook. you got to um you got to get take that into account. Kyrie, I mean, look, you know, monster game 1, um game 2 and game 3 no show. Uh you know, I mean, what, 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 more, what more can you say really about Boston defense? They, they've been outstanding, you know. And then the thing that stands out to me is the fourth quarter for both of them. Kyrie, obviously, game one, he had a big game, 18 points in the fourth oh, quarter. Oh, eight, 18 in the fourth. Ooh. I mean, he, he was Ooh. unguardable. But they they then you look guarded. at them being guardable. KD, game one, five points on two for five. Game two, six points, 0 for five, doesn't put up a shot. And then one for one with four points. Kyrie, two points in both uh, game two and game three on one for four shooting. Combined? You can't have that. That is embarrassing. You guys are superstars. You guys are two of the arguably best scorers in NBA history people could put you up for. And this is what you guys are doing? This is how you guys are showing up? That's Mm -hmm. unacceptable. You can't be doing that. And then the thing also with this series with the Boston defense, they have them looking so shook that the turnovers have been ridiculous. I was I was about to point that out. So like if you're if you're a great scorer like KD, right, and this is mostly KD, um, you're a great scorer and it's not falling. It happens. You go through rough patches. Like you hope it doesn't happen in the playoffs and it's you know the 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 lights are bright. Uh, I think it was game one. Or hold on, let me let me get the, the games right. Game three he had five turnovers. Game two he had six, and game one he had six. You cannot yeah, yeah. have seventeen turnovers as the non-primary ball handler. No, that's that's just bad. That's bad. And, and there's been yeah. some really bad turnovers where he just throws mm-hmm. it to his demons out on the court. There's not a net in sight, and he's just turning it over. If your it's team bad. If your team has 17 turnovers in two games, you're pissed. In three games, Kevin Durant yeah. on his own has 17. I think I saw um, a, a stat, and it was 17 turnovers and 19 field goals. 
That's embarrassing. Crazy. And yeah, then you look at it. game two for KD. He puts up 27. Cool. Normally, That's solid game. Or, yeah, 27. Yeah, you're right, sorry. I got it, Nico. Sorry. <laughs> I was just like, this, 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 this pain. This pain. He goes 18 yeah. for 20 from the line. Amazing. That's crazy. What's happening when he's not getting to the line like that? Yeah. Taking two, three points to that game, too? Like, that's you know what I mean? Like that's it's kind he of outrageous. Four for seventeen yeah. on the night. That's that that's is just unheard Six of turnovers. for Kevin Durant. Unheard of. No, he no no no. He, he he's struggling, but but see here's the thing. It's it's a combination of a few things, right? I, I can't let Steve Nash off the hook for this one, okay? No. Because at the end of the day, you have to be able to get your superstars good looks. You got to be able to get your stars open looks. There's no reason. There's no reason why KD, the majority of the time, should have the ball at the top of the key trying to go one-on-one. Okay, we we see Boston's defense is, is stifling. That's not that's not going to work. Why have there not been sets run to get these guys open shots? That's a question that I ask, and that's that's something that you know Steve Kerr is going to have to to answer at the end of the season, have those sets. right? Not his bag. And, 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 you know, that, that's something where, look, you, you have to, you know, you got to bring up the fact that at the beginning of this season, Kyrie's talking, oh, we, we don't need a coach. You know what I'm saying? He was saying, we, we could do this ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay, look, look at what's going on now. All right? Because at the end of the day, y'all are superstars. You and KD might be stars. But coaching is important for those, for those, for those other guys. Right, those other yeah. role players, they dumb dudes need to be coached because they yeah. they, don't have, they don't have the talent of Kevin Durant and Kyrie, right? Okay. So coaching's huge, and and you know Steve Kerr has definitely dropped the boat, um, but Steve then Nash. also you got to give Steve, he, Nash. Steve Nash, excuse me, um, but then you also got to give you got to give mm-hmm. um, uh, Idoku, uh, the coach for Boston credit. Um, his guys have come out and they've executed the game plan to a T. And, you know, I, I got to give Boston credit, no doubt. Um, I got Brooklyn winning tonight because we, we ain't going home. KD going KD to get you one. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I want to think, but they've given, he's given me no reason to even believe now, that. Real quick, dude, before you go. I'm just convinced that Idoku took everything that he learned from Steve Nash last year while he was on the Nets coaching staff. Brought it to Boston, is using that against Steve uh, Nash, and Nash is doing nothing to adjust to it. He's using the same game plan he had that he was preaching to the coaching staff. Idoku knows what he's going to do, and, and that's it. And they're just stopping it. They, they know that whatever Nash and the Nets are bringing to the table, we got something for that. And that's what has been shown this series because that hasn't really been anything to – show adjustments from game to game and and quarter to quarter when they're being stopped and pressured and just dismantled it yeah. nothing so it's uh, embarrassing they're getting embarrassed and tonight's going to be a true test for KD's legacy let's throw a shout out to jason tatum first of all right shout out jason tatum absolutely. He's, a absolutely. He's, he's been playing his he butt is. off whole second half of the year he's been great he, he got himself an mvp conversation he was probably somewhere like four or five or six in that list Kudo, shout out. He's a blossoming star. He's a superstar. One of the main guys in this league. And in a couple of years when he's entering his true prime, he will be one of the faces of the league, right? Um, that doesn't take away the fact that you have the faces of the league on the other side of the court. Um, 
Steve Nash is a fraud of a coach, which makes no sense because he built a career for getting guys wide open that had no business being open and making shots. Steve Nash had the best offense of all time that he ran with him on a pick and roll with Amari Stoudemire and a guy who cheated on his or his wife cheated on him with on the same court. They've been the best offense of all time. There's no reason that an objectively better duo of superstars he can't help get to that. Now, whether that's an indictment on him or the stars themselves, I think it's a combination of both. I think, you know, this is opinions and all that, but Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are the least coachable duo to be good in the history of this game. They are so uncoachable, it hurts. And the only reason that it worked out for KD in, in Golden State is because he was he, he was just like doing what he wanted and he was just wide open after time. Like I don't think KD would have bought in if that team didn't win two championships before he got there or a championship before they got there. So I, I don't I don't I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. Um only for the only for the fact that look, Steve Steve Nash was brought look, they Kevin Durant and Kyrie co-signed on them bringing in Steve Nash, right? Like Sean Marks does not bring in Steve Nash unless he's gone to their to his stars and said, "Look, this is who we're this is who we're looking at." Are you cool? You know, Kyrie had a had a prior relationship with Steve Nash, right? Um, and so that that relationship, you know, is really what brought him in. But it's it's Kyrie's like unwillingness. Like I agree with you with Kyrie. Kyrie, I feel like he Kyrie thinks that he don't need a coach, right? He he could do this, he could do this in his sleep, right? But Kevin Durant, on the other hand, he's so loyal to his boy that he's just like, yeah, yeah, cool. He, he's he's just gonna go along with it, right? Um, I, I think if you have a different coach in that it, you know, in that position, you're not you're not down 3 0. I'm telling you that. No. You know what I'm saying? You might be down in the series, but you ain't down 3-0, you know? And there have been different tweaks and different things where you can clearly see Steve Nash is being outcoached, you know? Um, and it's and it's glaring, you know? So it, it, it's just a situation where the, these guys now, they're they going to try to salvage the season by, you know, like I said, not not getting swept, you know? That, yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah, and what, what the, what the coaching the again... Over. Right, See, they're not coming back from this. Right, it's done. It, it, I it, mean, it, look, do it's the greatest look, comeback ever, and then they're it, gonna win the NBA championship. So it's do. so look, look, it's it's but never that's... happened, and it's never happened in NBA history where it's a team has period. come down from three yeah. zero. But again, it never happened in NBA history where a team came back from three one in the finals, and it happened. So I mean, am I saying Brooklyn's gonna do it? No. Um, is it possible? But. But when you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie on the floor, to me, anything is possible. That, that's saying? the thing. And, yeah, and the yeah. games haven't been so drastically apart. The turnovers have been a big reason why the Nets haven't been able to just run away with games. The defense, obviously, too. But the defense has turned has caused the turnovers, which has ma- have made us play very, very sloppy. You take away the turnovers... There's a chance the series has flipped around and at least like 2-1. We were talking about it before the uh, show. Yeah. It, there's a decent chance that happens. Yeah. 2-1 either which way. Possible, so there's yeah. a good possibility if you got KD and Kyrie showing up. There, there's no reason. It at least could yeah. possibly get to six. 
maybe seven, and then whatever happens in game seven happens. No, you're, it's basketball. You're, you're absolutely right, and and all season, this is a roster that has had so much turnover. You realize that they have a record, forty six different starting lineups in the regular season. That's the only team in NBA history to make the playoffs with that many different starting lineups, right? So, I mean, KD missed a lot of time. Harden, um, you know, missed time and then was traded. Kyrie is in and out of the lineup, playing in away games, but not at home. Then he finally comes home. I mean, there's it, it so much. You can, you can, there's almost been like three different mini seasons for the Nets in one season this year, um, just with yep. how much is going on with that roster. So chemistry is something that, you know, you, you could chalk it up to, right? Um, these guys haven't played a lot of games together. Kevin Durant and Kyrie this season have only played, I want to say, maybe 15 to 20 games all year together, you know? Um, and with that being said, each game has come down to the wire. You feel me? With all of that being said, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, changes are going to be coming this off season. They're going to have to boot, you know, they're going to have to booster up uh, that bench. Um, I think that they re-sign guys like, you know, Seth Curry. Um, you, you know, you're probably going to bring back Drummond. Uh, they have a big decision to make this off season with Joe Harris. You know, are they going to re-sign him? You know, they, he's, he's, already, he's already signed. Oh, is he? I he's thought, locked, I thought, no, he's locked he's in. Locked he, in? he signed it, uh, I think, this off season or like, Somewhere okay, around guy, that time. Great. Yeah, he, he's locked in. So, but so it was Joe a Harris classic. You sign a contract, in. and then you either suck or you get hurt. Yeah. So it was that yeah. classic. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, uh, are they going to make a head coaching change? We'll see. They should. Um, they should. You know, I, I think Nash, Nash also hasn't been given a fair shot, I feel like, since he's been in Brooklyn as well. Right? Because you got to think, what, what, what happened last year? Okay, well... Last year, fucking in the playoffs, everybody gets hurt. Kyrie goes down. James goes down. You know what I mean? So, and then this year, you have a part-time Kyrie. No chemistry. You know, so it's been a lot on on um, on Steve Nash's plate. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's shown that he is a novice and that, you know, there's levels to this. And he just, he, you know, as a coach, he just ain't on that level yet. And and the thing is with all the all the chemistry and all that not playing together this that third it don't matter right now it's the playoffs all that goes out the window ain't no excuses you guys are here no no you guys are healthy you, got, you guys are you balling got two, you got two bona fide stars on your team figure it out you know what I'm saying figure it figure it out because ain't ain't no reason why nobody you know, feels bad as, for you either. No, nobody feels uh, yeah. bad for you it's crazy that in a season where LeBron James and company don't make the playoffs and they have a terrible year and and they embarrass themselves that the nets are going to be a bigger embarrassment if they lose this game to go yeah. get swept yeah also um yeah. you know it's... not not to kind of crap on the nets too much but you know there's something to be said about you have all these excuses that go through the year but they're not excuses that came out of nowhere kevin durant's been hurt no, Several they're, they're times valid. in his career. Va- Jordan's been hurt a couple times in his career. Kyrie has had episodes where he just sits out. Like this, these none of these things are surprising. Bro, this season, this this season, like I know, I know, literally. but these are all existing in the past. So like right, right. them coming into this year and them happening, it's not like a whoa, this is crazy. It's like oh yeah, these all make yeah, that, sense. That's surprising. Trading for like, Ben Simmons, 
what does that fix? And I, I, Ben Simmons not playing in this game is the biggest embarrassment, maybe in the sport. Ben Simmons not playing at all this season is, I think, uh, I saw somebody had a clip on it, but there's literally going to be a rule whenever the new CBA comes out that if you don't play it, in a it year, you're not going to get played. You're not going to get paid. And we will go into a lockout over this rule if the players don't agree with it, because guess what? Ben Simmons, Kawhi Leonard, these guys are the reason that teams lose their ability to be successful in the future because they just decide they don't want to play. And I'm all for yeah. players having a lot of power. I love players having power and like wanting to get traded and all that. But if you're not going to play because you just don't want to, there need to be repercussions more so than you just not getting paid. Listen, man, they yeah. still they still have not come out and said how this man hurt his back, dog. And, my, and man that, hasn't, that my man hasn't my man hasn't played in, my man hasn't played in eleven months. Okay, you haven't played since last June, dog. What were you doing hurting your back? Like I want to know. <laughs> you you wanna, know what I, he was doing that I he hurt. You know what he was doing. I want to know what my man was doing, bro. There, there's no reason. Who wants to know playing basketball that hurt his back? I can tell you that much. You played basketball in ten months. There's no reason why you got a back. I, I, I they, they need to come out and say how he hurt his back, man. So that's, that's the ridiculous. thing for, for you to just that's, wake wake that's, up that's ridiculous. morning you know, after we go down three zero, and then you're going you're going to come to the. The training facility and just say, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm feeling a little sore. I ain't, I ain't trying to I ain't trying to play. It's the playoffs, but it's, a, but it's it, like, it don't matter if you're sore unless you cannot not, walk. You can't do right. something unless you broke something. You tore something. Everybody's sore. Everybody. You're a bozo. No. And also, this is on the NBA. Also, how in the world does this trade get okayed? How? Why? Why was Ben Simmons ever moved? I think it was just because other players were, like, viable in the trade. Like, it wasn't a one-for-one. So, they were just like, well, I guess. It's but, the only but way. And that, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. Like, <laughs> the trade is a whole now, package. Now, look. I, with all of this being said, I actually, I liked the deal for Brooklyn. I did, too. Um, I loved I it. Think, I loved every minute I think, of it. I think Brooklyn got, you know, better with this, with this trade. Um, not saying that Harden, you know, wouldn't look. You got James Harden, Kyrie, and KD on the floor together. I would have picked them to win the chip this season, right? That's that's my mindset. Um, but you substitute James Harden for Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, and Ben Simmons. Oh, if oh, Ben, oh. if if Ben Simmons is on the floor, if Ben Simmons is healthy, this is not a this is not three zero. This is not three zero. Ben Simmons, That's, a long defender who could defend all five positions and can get out in, in transition and get his teammates involved. Like, that's huge. And he's going to be huge for them next season when he is healthy, once he actually gets on the court. If he wants to play. Um, yeah, this is he, a completely <laughs> different series if he plays because now instead of you swarming KD like you have been, you swarming Kyrie like you have been, now you got Ben Simmons to at least have them thinking about him. For doing no, whatever, and, and, yeah, whatever the and, hell he and, gonna do. And Ben Simmons isn't really a threat offensively, but what he is, unless is he's, he's driving a, to the paint, he's, he's a like facilitator. He, he is, and, a, he's, and he's a, and he's a facilitator. Exactly. Like he, he he's a guy that's gonna get Kyrie and KD and 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 Patty Mills and and other guys open shots, right? Yeah. Like that's what you're lacking when he's not on the floor. Um, this Brooklyn team is short of playmakers, right? KD and Kyrie are your are your two. And that's it, right? 
everyone else is is a role. They're a role guy, you know. So the the whole trade. I mean, let's see how this let's see how this turns out uh, in the off season and 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 headed in the next season. Yeah, um, Nets got cooked. It's kind of yeah. Not enough said. Yeah, all of that. Boys, everything though, that we just said kind of leads to the Nets just got embarrassed. Rio, I ain't hiding. I'm right here. I'm rocking and I'm, with my I'm, boys. Ha- I'm happy you're rocking with them. I hope you're rocking with my tonight. boys. So it's not a, listen, so it's like the biggest failure, but it's still so. uh, crazy that we have two just absolute implosions with the two best players on the planet this year with LeBron yep. and KD. Granted, LeBron didn't implode himself, but yeah. But, um, that's what we got for you guys, because this is a long episode already. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm, this is our longest ever. I'll give you guys a break. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for, for listening. Everybody, make sure you like and subscribe if you don't already. Follow us at underscore the spectators. Still the best player in basketball, baby. He's not, and it's yeah. not even. No. No. But thank you guys. Yeah. Thank I you so much. You tuned in. On, yeah. Thank you, Darnell. Yes, thank you, Nico, yes, for stopping by. Nico, I'm not yeah. sorry that you're late to work. And uh, nah, thank you, Plank, is, for making this a... is worth it. Yeah, bro. I'll, I will be back. I will be back. Nah, Absolutely, definitely. Appreciate this you is guys. worth it. I'll be, I'll be late anytime. KD's not balling. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I love. I'll that. be late for work. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Go nuts, you guys. Bye,